Good morning, everybody. So lovely to be here. I feel so excited. It's lovely to have a live worship um, and to be physically back in the house of the Lord. It was lovely to hear um, the testimonies about Ashburnham. And it just, it just went so quickly, unfortunately. But it was, it was a great time. I'm glad um, that Marina shared that scripture from all those scriptures. It's all from Psalms 19 this morning. Uh, it links in a little bit of, um, with my message uh, just about the bridegroom uh, and I just feel so excited this morning and I've already put up on the chat those that are listening now could you just be praying over me um, as I deliver this word and while, while I was in Ashburnham I was sitting there and the sun was just setting and I and I just took a couple of photos and the photograph that we've got up today for this message is one of those photographs and me and my husband stayed a couple of days after everybody had left, and that was one of those days. And it was at that time uh, that I sat and realised, oh, I've got to um, do a little write-up for the preach this week. And I was like, oh, Lord, what is, what is the preach title this week? I've got some things in my heart. And the Lord said to me, um, while I was just sitting there, I just felt him in my spirit saying, uh, you're going to reveal um, a great mystery about the, the word and the spirit. And uh, so the picture and this title, that's where it comes from when I was in Asperdam. But he hadn't given me the message yet. So he's given it to me now. And I, I just feel so honoured. I feel so privileged that he has. But I also feel the weight of it. I feel the urgency of it and the importance of it. That today's message is the wisdom of God. The manifest wisdom of God unfolding before us today and I'd like us to take it very seriously so I'm just going to pray over us and as I'm releasing the word please uh, pray over me because we are not aware of where God takes this word you know that it it hits your life your ears your life um, and then maybe you listen to it again maybe you don't but God takes his word and his spirit wherever he wills So we want to pray for all of the hearers of the word of God and the spirit of God being released. Father, yet again, we stand in awe of you, Lord. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your tangible anointing. I thank you for your presence. And Lord, I want to pray for all of those that are listening, that may not even know you, that have just come across this um, YouTube video or on Facebook or someone sent them this message. I want to pray for them also that they may come into the family of God today as you send your word and your spirit into their lives, into their circumstances. Lord, may we never take lightly the fact that we have the freedom to hear your word, to live by it, to live by your spirit. These are great days that we are living in, Lord. They might they might be very dark, but they are great in the kingdom and we've found out Lord that the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit your kingdom is righteousness peace and joy inside your spirit the kingdom is not outside of the spirit may your revelation and your mystery of your word and your spirit be unfolded today more and more so that we can comprehend so that we can walk in the manifest wisdom of God that you may be glorified in all that we do and in all that we say to the glory of God the Father, in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be reading from Matthew 25 today, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation. 
and I'm going to get straight into it. I'm going to read the first 11 scriptures in Matthew 25 from the Passion Translation. This um, parable that Jesus tells his disciples at this time is as a result of them asking him, what's going to be some of the signs of your coming? When are you coming back? What is the world going to look like? What is the church going to look like? This is one of Jesus' parables. This is how he answered them. Please listen carefully. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to break it down and I'm going to share with you what God has shared with me about this great mystery of the word and the spirit. Matthew 25, I'll start from verse 1. So don't forget, Jesus is answering the question, what is the church going to be like just before you come? When my coming draws near, heaven's kingdom realm can be compared to ten maidens, most translations say ten virgins, who took their oil lamps and went outside to meet the bridegroom and his bride. Five of them were foolish and ill-prepared, for they took no oil for their lamps. That's the reason that they were ill-prepared. Five of them were wise, for they took flasks of olive oil with their lamps. That's why they were wise. Five and six. When the bridegroom didn't come, when they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. All of them. 100% fell asleep the church will be asleep just before the coming of the Lord asleep 100% of them was asleep the wise were asleep and the foolish were asleep then verse 6 suddenly in the middle of the night they were awakened by a shout get up get up the bridegroom is here Come out and have an encounter with him. So all of the girls, the wise and the foolish, they got up and they trimmed their lamps. Verse 8. But the foolish ones, they were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. The wise ones replied in verse 9, we can't, we can't do that. We don't have enough for all of us. You have to go and buy some for yourselves. Verse 10. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready and waiting were escorted inside with him. When I read that, I was sobbing actually when I read it. Those who were ready and waiting, it was those that was escorted inside with him. Imagine being escorted with the father into the great feast. You're escorted with the son into the great feast because you was ready and waiting. The wedding party was there. They enjoyed the feast. The door then was closed. Verse 11. Later, the five foolish girls, they come running the door at the door and they pleaded, Lord, Lord, let us come in. So again, 100% of the church was asleep. The foolish and the wise, they were asleep. Just want to look at some of the verses in uh, more detailed details. So you can see in the first scriptures of this um, passage 
that they both add oil lamps. And it reminded me of recently when I was sharing about the lamp of the wicked. Everybody's got a lamp, it seems. The wise, the foolish in this story, the righteous and the unrighteous. Even the devil has a lamp. He has the word. So this was the commonality here. Everyone that's living, if you're human, everyone's got a lamp. That was made really clear as I was reading this. So it looks, it looks quite even killed. It's like, okay, everybody's got a lamp. When we look at verses two to four, and it says that five of the foolish were ill-prepared. And the reason that they was ill-prepared is because they didn't have extra oil. They had a measure of oil, but they didn't have extra oil in their lamps. The reason that the wise were wise, because they had a flask, they had extra oil. The extra oil is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's that combination of, yes, you've got the word, you've got the living word, you've got your lamp, we've all got our lamp, but without the working of the Spirit, the Bible says that the letter of the law killeth. It's dead without the Spirit. The word is written, it's, it's just ink on paper when you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 5 and 6 again. When the bridegroom didn't come when they expected, they all grew drowsy. Every single one of us grew drowsy. We fell asleep. Then suddenly, in the middle of the night, they were awakened. I pray today that the voice that you're hearing is the voice of God through my voice. That you wake up today. You wake up today from your slumber with a shout. Get up. Get up, wake up. I've told you and shared with you many times about that dream that I had when I saw the father's hands cusped over his um, lips saying, wake them up, get them ready, get them ready, get them ready. And then when I was reading this, I was just blown away. May you wake up today. I saw this as a mercy call. The father having mercy, saying to us, get up. Get ready, get prepared. Yes, you've all got your word. You've all got your lamps. But you must have the oil. You must have extra oil. You must have the preciousness of that intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You cannot afford just to have the lamp. It's a mercy call. And let God's mercy come into your hearts today and into your families. Verse 8, the foolish ones were running out of oil. So they said to the five wise ones, share your oil with us. Our lamps are going out. Share. They wanted to take from the wise ones. They didn't want to put in the price that it takes to pay for this anointing, to pay for the time of intimacy and life and love, to be with the Holy Spirit, to cultivate that relationship with him. So that he can trust you and that you can start trusting him. It's more than just the written word. It is that relationship of you and the Holy Spirit. But they were saying, we've run out. I want what you've got. They said, we can't. We can't do that. This to me showed that they didn't have the revelation light that they needed. They had the word, but they didn't have that revelation light that they needed. So they went up and they went to buy They went to buy what you can only get yourself. You can't get it from someone else. It's a personal walk with God and the Holy Spirit. It costs a lot. It costs your time. 
It costs your life. It costs you saying no to sin when you want to say yes. It costs you going the extra mile for others. It costs Jesus everything. And it costs us our whole lives. We must lay down our lives daily. When the Lord said, take up your cross and lay down your life, lay down the life that you crave, the old life that wants to pull you back. Lay it down and say, Lord, you paid everything. I'm going to pay everything. Hallelujah. So they had 100% of the word, but only 50% of them had enough oil. Jesus said at the time just before he comes, half of the church will be asleep. And when they do wake up, because they all woke up when the call went out, everyone woke up. But when they woke up, only half had that intimacy. Only half had that precious walk with the Holy Spirit and the word of God. This is crucial, people. This is a great mystery unfolding in this parable. Jesus spoke in parables because he wanted those that would seek him with all their heart, all their mind, all their soul. He wanted those to be the ones that would receive the wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God that's hidden. It's hidden for those who will seek. It's hidden for those who will yearn. It's hidden for those who will pay the price for what Jesus has given them. Pay the price with your yeses. Pay the price with your obedience, with your time, with your giftings. Pay the price to know the spirit, to know the life of the spirit, to know how to manoeuvre with him, how to live with him, how to yearn for him, how to long to please him. Not just be people of the word. It's not enough. This Jesus, he said himself, when I read this parable, I was, I was sobbing. I was thinking we as a church, our little church, WCC, the Lord told us that he wants us to concentrate this year on the workings of the word and the spirit coming together. When I read this um, parable and I saw that that's what Jesus said to his own disciples before he left the earth. You must be awake and you must be in my word and by the power of my spirit. You must have both and not just half. A mystery, a mystery is something that's hidden in God, that God will unlock to you as you yearn. Let me just read verses 8 and 9 again. But the foolish ones, when they were running out of oil, they said to the five um, wise ones, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. We can't, they replied. You don't, we don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go and buy some for yourselves. To me, they didn't have no value for the preciousness of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the value. And I was thinking, why? Why didn't they have this value for the Spirit? Why was the Spirit of God not put in a place where he should have been reverenced? God, the Holy Spirit. Why wasn't he put in that place? And I just wrote a few things down that came to mind. Was it laziness, distractions? Was it unbelief, complacency? Was it your selfishness, the cares of this life? Was it the deceitfulness of riches? Was it the spirit of this age that's working in the sons of disobedience that are um, um, causing you to go off of the pathway that's straight and narrow onto that crooked pathway? Only you can answer that. I want to ask you, what percentage group are you in? Maybe you should ask yourself that when you get the time after this message, read Matthew 25 and read it slowly and ask the Holy Spirit, to enlighten you. Where are you in that passage? Where are you in that parable? Are you asleep? Are you awake? 
If you're awake, are you awake with just the word? Are you awake? Are you awake with the word and the spirit? Jesus clearly says half of the church, that means the global church at that time, the billions of Christians, half of them, every other believer will be asleep. And every other believer, when they wake up, they'll be awake without the spirit. To me, that's very serious. I kept having to stop as God was showing me this. I kept having to stop and get on my knees and weep and weep, saying, Lord, let me be in the right percentage. And I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus that you would have the fullness of the word and the spirit, that you will not be found empty of both, but that you will have a hunger for the spirit and you will have a hunger for the preciousness of both, the word and the spirit. It costs the Lord everything for us to have everything, for us to have the fullness of God startling it was startling to me it really was without the spirit of God we will not get the revelation of the word of God without the spirit of God we will not get power for ministry we will not get that authority and that um, anointing that we need to set the captive free we need both the word and the spirit this mystery that God is unfolding it isn't just to tickle our ears most word people are prideful when they pride themselves. I'm a scholar of the word. I know the word. So what? The devil's got a lamp. Do you walk in the spirit? The spirit of the living God is the one who's the author of the word. He is the one that can open it up without the opening of the word of God and revelation coming. It's futile. We must. We must yield to the Holy Spirit of the living God I want to read some scriptures that will also concrete what I'm saying and sharing with you from John 16 verses 13 to 15 again this is the words of Jesus when he was on the earth however he said when he the spirit of truth has come he will be the one to guide you into all truth he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come he will give you revelation of the things to come that are about to happen in your life in other people's lives he will show you the things to come to prepare people do not do this don't go that way because this is what's about to happen he will give you dreams and visions he will give you insight and pictures and encouragement for others. That's what he's come to do. He will glorify Jesus. It will always go back to glorifying Jesus. He will take of what is mine, Jesus said, and he will declare it to you. The spirit does that through the power of the word. Verse 15 of John 16. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take, the spirit will take of what is mine and he will declare it to you. That is word and that is spirit coming together. Galatians 5. So I say, walk in the spirit. How can you walk in the spirit if you don't know him? How can you walk with him if you don't know him? Walk in the spirit. Then you won't gratify the desires of your flesh. For those of you who are fleshly, still carnal, still looking to the things of the world for comfort, still sinning, still dabbling, still messing around, the spirit of God can help you. He can help you go after him with all your heart. Even if you're not willing, say to him, I want to be at your disposal. Please make me willing to be willing. John 4 verse 23, but the hour is coming. Actually, it now is when the true worshippers, the true worshippers. Why did he say that? Because there must be false worshippers. The true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit. You can only worship the Father in the Spirit. 
and true, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. The Father seeks, he's seeking after true worshippers that will worship in the Spirit. And the Spirit will take you in and through the word of the living God. Verse 24, God is Spirit. The Spirit of God is God in his own right. God, the Holy Spirit. For those of you who are listening and don't really understand much of what I'm saying, I'm talking about a different realm. It's called the spirit realm. It's called the realm that is so real. And it's the realm where God lives. God is a spirit. And God allowed us to come to this earth and he put flesh on us. We are human beings, but we are spirits inside. We are real spirits having a human experience. And if you are listening, you are a spirit And if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, your spirit is not alive. But God wants it alive. He wants to change your life. He wants to come into your life today. And he wants you to come into the family of God. Open up your life today by saying, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe what this woman is saying to me. Forgive me of my sins. Here is my life. Forgive me. Make something of my life. I've made a mess. Make something of my life. Say that prayer and you can come into the family of God. Go onto our website and there'll be more information of how to do that. Hallelujah. So God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In the name of Jesus. I want to prophesy over you right now. Those of you that are hearing this word and you want to go with God, you will be a person that will soar with God. That God in his awesome love and mercy for you, he will allow you not to be in that percentage of being asleep or of being awake without the spirit. I want to prophesy to you that if you say yes to what you're hearing today, if your response is yes, I want to be awake and yes, I want the fullness of the spirit and the fullness of the word, that you will live in that revelation all the days of your life and you'll be able to be set free yourself and set others free to God's glory in Jesus' name. Romans 8 verse 26. Likewise, the spirit. Here's some more things about the spirit He helps us in our weaknesses. That means that you're going to have weaknesses. It means it's okay to admit that you're weak because you've got someone that can help you in those weaknesses. You do not know what we should... Sometimes we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself, he is a person. He is God, the Holy Spirit. He will make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Verse 27, now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The spirit of God will pray through you. He will pray on um, the behalf of Jesus who is standing at the right hand of God interceding for you. He will listen and know what Jesus is praying and he will pray that through you as you yield to him. This is the word and this is the spirit coming together in revelation and in truth. John 7 Verses 37 to 39. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, anyone, anyone, any human is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. We as Christians should be compelling the lost. Come to the Lord. Come into the family. All has been prepared. Come and drink of this beautiful spirit of the living God. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, Out of him, his heart will flow rivers of living water. Jesus said, if you believe in him, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. 
for others to drink from, for others to be refreshed from. Hallelujah. This he spoke, but this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus wasn't glorified. When Jesus was saying this scripture to them, they couldn't have the Holy Spirit in the fullness because he hadn't paid the price. The Bible says if, if the enemy had only known, he would never have crucified the Lord of glory. Why? He would never have crucified Jesus if he had ever known that Jesus would be able to be multiplied inside billions of people after that, that the spirit then would have access by Jesus dying and being raised from the dead. The spirit got access to living human beings. Hallelujah, glory to God. This is word and spirit coming together. The fullness of God. God wants you to have the fullness of what his son paid the price for. This is a time to be excited. This is a time to be full of life and say yes and amen. Doesn't matter how dark this world is. I will live and move in the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Just before, um, no, just at the beginning of lockdown, we've done some Holy Spirit classes. We've done 10 Holy Spirit classes on Zoom and we have them all in, in, um, in the, our library, our um, social media library. And they were amazing classes. So they are available. Just let us know um, if you want them so you can find out more about how to walk in the spirit. Acts 2 and verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, your daughters will prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. The spirit is poured out freely. The manifold wisdom of God is available freely. For those who've received him as Lord and Saviour into your life, as you're walking this walk, this Christian walk, have the fullness of everything that God has to offer. I want to read a prophecy. I have read it out before earlier in the year by Smith Wigglesworth. He was an apostle of God in the early um, 1900s and he was used mightily of God all over um, Europe and uh, the British Isles and he was a, a Welsh man. And many people know him. He's got many books. His name is Smith Wigglesworth. And when I found this prophetic word that he gave, not long before he died, I was just elated. But I'm going to read it out again because it was speaking about what I'm speaking about today. The word and the spirit, what's going to happen in this world to believers, to unbelievers, as the word and the spirit come together. 1947, this was a prophetic word. It was given in Great Britain by Smith Wigglesworth's. During the next few decades, there will be two distinct moves of the Holy Spirit across the church in Great Britain. The first move will affect every church that is open to receive it, and it will be characterised by a restoration of the baptism of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That's already happened. The second move of the Holy Spirit will result in people leaving historical churches and planting new churches. That has already happened. In the duration of each of these moves, the people then are going to say that are involved, this is the great revival, but the Lord will say no. Neither of these is the great revival, but both are steps towards it. When the new church phase is on the wane, which is now, a lot of people think the church is dead, a lot of people think nothing's happening in the church, do not be deceived by the spirit of this age and by the lies of the enemy. God is doing mighty things. When this phase that we're living in is apparent and is upon you, 
There will be evidence in the churches of something that has not been seen before. A coming together of those with an emphasis of the word and those with an emphasis of the spirit. When the word and the spirit come together, there will be the biggest move of the Holy Spirit that this nation and indeed the world has ever seen. Glory to the living God. This is what we preach. This is what we are preaching. We've been preaching since January 2021. And we will continue preaching this throughout the whole of this year. And except God says going to next year, we will obey the voice of the Lord because it's obviously that he's talking to us. It will mark the beginning of a revival that will eclipse anything that this world has witnessed within these shores. Even the Wesleyan and the Welsh revivals of former years. The outpouring of God's spirit will flow over from from the United Kingdom to mainland Europe. And from there will begin a missionary move to the ends of the earth. He also spoke and said this to Lester Sumrall. When Lester was shutting his eyes, he said, I see the greatest revival in the history of mankind coming to planet Earth, maybe as never before, and I see every form of disease healed. I see hospitals empty with no one in there. Even the doctors are running down the streets shouting they will bring the sick to the churches where there will be the Holy Spirit moving. He told me that there will be untold numbers of uncountable multitudes that will be saved. No man, will, no man will say so many, so many, because nobody will be able to count those who come to Jesus. That's your families, those that you're seeking God for, those you've fasted for, those you've prayed for for decades, for five minutes, for ten years. Multitudes will come into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It will be worldwide, not local, he said, a worldwide thrust of God's power and God's anointing upon mankind. Do you believe it, people? Do you believe it? For those that are here right now, could you just stand to your feet? For those that are at home, stand to your feet if you want to. I just want to proclaim the word of the living God and the spirit of God coming together in fullness upon you. That the word of God that I preach, that I believe, will always have demonstration of the power of God. God will demonstrate his anointing. He will demonstrate his presence. And if you are ill, if you are sick in your body, if you are sick in your mind, if you are unable to think properly because you just feel so overwhelmed and so depressed, if you cannot move, if you are in pain, put your hand on whatever part of your body there is pain right now. I want to release the power of the spirit and the word coming together for healing to your physical body now. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I want to release the power of the spirit and the word coming together in your mind. If you've had mental health issues, if you've had depression in the name of Jesus, lift, go in Jesus' name. If you are demonized, I speak to every satanic spirit that has been sent against your life in Jesus' name. Come out of them in the name of Jesus. I speak life to those who need life. If you're listening now and you want to give your life to God and you're feeling that you can't, I bind that spirit that's blinding your mind from the gospel of Christ Jesus and I loosen the light and the glorious gospel into your heart, into your thinking now that you can say yes where you've never been able to say yes before. You've heard the gospel many times. There's someone listening right now. You've heard the gospel. You've been through um, many invitations from your family. You've been time and time again over the years. But today is your day of salvation. Today is your truth day. Today is your liberty day. Today is your day of freedom. Come into the family of God. If you're there and you've got marital problems and your marriage is just about to breakdown I speak life into your marriage 
I say to you by the power of the living God, what used to be there is still there. It's still there. I speak life into it in the name of Jesus. May God revive it. May God revive the love that was once there. May he revive it again in your marriage. May he revive it again in your soul. May he bring healing. Those that have been brutally hurt emotionally by men, by women, in their childhood, in the name of Jesus, I release the Holy Spirit's therapeutic healing balm upon the memories in the name of Jesus. Receive it into your heart. Receive, say, I receive that healing from generation, from generation, generation that's hit my life that I can't seem to get out of. You walk out of it today. Take a step forward and say, I walk out of that today in the name of Jesus. I am free. I am free because the Son has set me free and the Spirit has set me free. I release the Word and the Spirit over your lives, over your family, over your children, over the children that are about to come there's children that are about to come and they're being held back for certain reasons but we speak life right now and we say come forth come forth those children that are supposed to come into the wombs of the people that have been crying out to God come forth into those wombs come forth and be in those wombs to live as God has ordained you to live In the name of Jesus, I want to speak to those who have callings on their lives, that have put it aside, broken dreams, shattered dreams. I speak life over those dreams again today. Dream again today by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Word. There's some of listening now. You're supposed to be in a certain job. You're supposed to be in a certain profession. And you're just kicking against the pricks, the Bible says. You're kicking against it. And the Lord is saying, no, no, don't kick against that. I'm saying to you, come out of that profession and go into that profession that I've told you to it's to do with being a musician and you don't want to leave that post that you're in but God said I've called you to be a musician and I will provide for that which I've called you to do in the name of Jesus so Father God I just thank you for today the release of the spirit and the word coming together in all of our lives May we speak your life. May we speak your word over ourselves, over others. May we give away this manifold wisdom of God. And may we delve into the depth of Matthew 25, because this is just the beginning, Lord. And may we know the fullness of the word and the spirit coming together in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.